Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of a theatre podcast from a drama school dropout. This is episode three, and I'm Ingram Noble, as per usual. I'm your host, and today I am joined by one of my best friends and fellow actor, Jack Mayer. Hello. Hello, everyone. How are you? Pretty good. So, just before we get started, what I want to talk about is that we're both at home during a pandemic. We're recording this remotely. And so if there's any noise in the background, I'm going to try my best to edit it out. But we are at home and we live with other people. I'm at my dad's. Jack lives with his full family. So if there's any other background noise, please just don't put on blast. Yeah, if you hear dogs barking or uh, people getting stabbed, then... Yeah, Jack lives in a really rough area. <laughs> it's not that rough. But, uh, you would be surprised if you hear people screaming. <laughs> so yes, this is episode three and I'm joined by one of my best friends, Jack Mayer, who's a fellow actor and was my support rock last year. Uh, yeah, uh, when we were, we were both in uh, drama school. Would we call it drama school or would we just call uh, it? Not really. I think I'm just trying to be really fancy for the podcast in the like, <laughs> <Okay>. title. <laughs> I didn't want to bust your bubble in. Like, I, I was going to let you take the reins on it, but I'm... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we met, like, what is it, four years ago now, on that uh, eighth yeah. or first day? Nearly five years, well, four and a half. It was, yeah, 2016, so four and a half, um, and Jack was a little goth. I still am, honestly. <laughs> um, but we, we went through three years of acting college together, and then we actually moved on together and went to uni together. Mm-hmm. Let's not name the unis because I still don't want to be sued. Okay, that's fair. Um, but I dropped out in January, and you're still there. How is, how has it changed from since I've been there, and we weren't in a global pandemic? How has it now changed that you're in drama school in the middle of all of this coronavirus? Uh, well, it's still it, it is still as fun as it was last year. But fun wouldn't be a word I'd use to describe <laughs> it, but okay, it's, it's, it's definitely less, it, it feels like less work, but I think that's just because of the pandemic. But in, yeah, at the same time, it's we're doing higher, like higher quality work, if you get what I mean. It's just we're doing a lot more like self study, if you, that makes sense. Yeah, because obviously you aren't going into uni at the moment, are you? No, no. Uh, we went in once, and then uh, obviously for everyone's safety, we didn't go in again. Uh, and you can't really be mad at that because it's you know no. we're in a pandemic. But you, and that was you were especially like me that you were um, going back and forward from Glasgow every day into Edinburgh, um, and that was that was one of the hardest things in my opinion that really sort of led to me dropping out was that. Issue the of travel. Yeah, I was, I was, I was the same. Uh, two hours there and back, so it was like what four hours a day. Yeah, and Scotrail wasn't cheap. Def was not. Uh, are we, are we allowed to put Scotrail on blast because they're oh, the absolute worst <laughs> shit rail. Um, I going from September to the thirteenth of January when I dropped out. Uh, there was not one single train that came at the time that it was supposed to. So, yeah, fuck Scott Rail and fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm not saying anything in case Mr. Scott Rail gets mad at me and decides to <laughs> take all my possessions away from me. I, I mean, but 20 quid a day, <laughs> 20 quid a day for a train that didn't turn up on time wasn't worth it for me. Yeah, that's true. 
But in the 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 good thing in the pandemics is that they they don't have ticket instructors on the trains now. So so I'm, basically, what you're telling me is you don't pay for a train anymore. No, I'm t- I pay for every goddamn train I get on. I'm just saying that uh, wink I'm, wink. Yeah, I don't want to endorse any bad behaviour. I'm just saying. Right, Scotland don't have tech instructors, so... Well, you know. here on this podcast, we do endorse bad behaviour. I don't. I mean, I also <laughs> do, but I, I don't, because I don't want Mr. Scotland to come and take my PS4 away from me. Oh, well, I, I highly doubt it. That's going to happen. I know. Could you imagine him trying to get past your mum? Oh, I'm okay, fuck him. <laughs> only because yes, she, she, like she hates Scotland more than me. This is a Scott Rail hating family. <laughs> yes, so this is a Scott Rail hating podcast. Like, sort your shit out. <laughs> Are we going to get in trouble for this? <laughs> uh, I hope not, because it's not getting edited out. Okay, fuck it. I mean, it, all you've got to do is look at my Twitter between like September last year and January, and every day there was just a tweet to Scott Rail. <laughs> Have we got time to talk about first buses? <laughs> oh no, not today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, moving on. Um, we're gonna talk a bit about why I dropped out of uni and things, and obviously my mental health had just declined while I was there. There were there were massive factors. Um, including like a massive financial strain that was paying 20 quid a day on a train, which really just didn't, it wasn't feasible. Um, so like my mental health obviously deteriorated rapidly and you probably witnessed that because I would say that you were the close person that I was closest to while I was in uni. So like, did you notice that I was just like massively rapidly spiraling? Yeah. Uh... Uh, it was kind of like a, a a quick change. Uh, I noticed that after Christmas, because well, when we we should explain that um, uh, it was like a two year course. Yeah. And... So we were doing our top up to get our BA, and um, I let's just put it this way: I didn't have the best relationship with some of the lecturers as well. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Some of the lecturers have questionable methods. Ninety nine percent of them are absolutely amazing, and you can get on with them like I was in fire. There's just like one or two that did have questionable methods, and I I, I didn't necessarily agree with them, but um, you know, you, you kind of need to put your head down and get on with it. Uh, I I hope you don't think I I think that's another, uh, from a from a bad point of view, Ingram. You can be a confrontational person sometimes only when it's, you know, you think someone's either t- taking the piss out of you. And that's yeah. fair. That's a, that's a very good trait to have because it means, you know, it fucking, you just need to get on with things sometimes. Uh, I think as well, one of the main things with uni was, um, not to sound really big headed and cocky, I had a lot of smoke blown up my ass, like, prior to going to uni and I thought that I was a really good actor when in retrospect I probably needed a bit of a reality check that was the jump from the standard of acting that you had to do from college level to uni and I really don't think I was prepared for that and I think I'd spent a lot of time believing that I was sort of at the top of like the pyramids is sort of a dance mom's reference. Love that. Um, and I really did need like a kick up the ass to be like, no. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that. And that's when sort of like the imposter syndrome as well sort of kicked in. I was doubting myself 
on on the daily as well when we don't have enough time maybe in an episode in the future if you come back on we can talk about um what happened with my uni audition um but i sort of got into uni very on a fluke mm-hmm. um and sort of i just always had in the back of my head that i wasn't supposed to be there and i wasn't good enough to be there if that makes sense yeah i think um i think everyone's like that a little bit I would. I definitely would, wouldn't say that for you. Uh, I think that you're you're very talented. In um, well, thank you. Can you say that again? My mic cut out. Uh, uh, I refuse to walk under these pressures. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, it's it's funny you mention that. I've I've I think that's something every actor goes through, and it's uh, something that you're you're just going to like. You're going to have to deal with your entire life of. Uh, you know imposter syndrome and uh, not being good enough and thinking that you don't belong and then uh you know that sometimes that, that, that dictates your choices but sometimes you yeah. need to make the right choice you know oh 100 percent. the imposter syndrome's always been there um especially like when we started college as well it's always been there but the, i think what happened with uni was there was just so many other factors that sort of dictated the choices that i made and the choice that i made to leave so I, I think it just became like a pile that I sort of like couldn't carry on carrying, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely. that's like another thing to talk about because I, I, my mental health wasn't the greatest while I was in drama school and I, I can't speak for anyone else. Um, but we're constantly asked to play other people mm-hmm. and to become different versions of ourselves. And at the beginning I, I sort of struggled to leave all like my personal feelings behind because you really sort of struggle to find the time when you're spending so much preparing a piece that you're like if that makes sense like you've struggled to find some me time uh, uh, you, do you mean that you kind of like become n- almost numb to like your other senses and your other uh, when- emotions and stuff when you're in uni, especially when we were in uni, we were asked to juggle a lot of different projects and we were asked to become a lot of different characters. So for our voice class, we would have uh, a certain scene we had to do for our TV and screen acting class. We would have another character and another piece to do. So we spent so much time being um, just, for example, being Macbeth or being Romeo that you especially when you're juggling all of those pieces, I found it hard to find time where I could sit back and be like, okay, so these are the problems that I've got to focus on as Ingram. Mm-hmm. Have you ever struggled with that? Uh, not really. Um, but I, I, I've been nice. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. Um, uh, I'm definitely one of those people who's when they're like swept up in the moment, they sort of just like, like just go with the wave if that makes sense i like yeah. to, i like to be kept busy but if it's you know I, it's i'm 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 struggling to find the words here but it, it's that that's a different breed though because uh, it definitely can take like a toll on your mental health if you're someone who's like, oh, 100%. I, I mentioned that as someone who you know is uh like, like has struggled with mental health in the past it it can if you're so busy, like, you know, changing characters and stuff like that, and you're in a, an environment that is stressful, 
uh, in your environment is kind of like like milking you dry and you've not had uh, enough like time to, to, to even go I need to sit down and just turn my brain off for the next like f- like two hours or something like that if you're not yeah. in that environment then it can really affect your like your psyche and like your how you like you like how you even interact with others it's 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 part of my friends which kind of fucked uh, but yeah, you, know. you can swear on this podcast. Don't worry about it. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I swear left, right, and center. Um, yeah, the thing that I always just struggled with was there was just there was a lot of factors in my time at uni, and some of it just some of it was great. Don't get me wrong, and I did I I learned a lot from it, and even the lecturers that I didn't have a massively great relationship with, I still learned a lot from them, and I thank them. Um. But obviously, the time and the place, it just didn't correlate for me, and I, I had to leave. So let's move on from something a bit grim, uh, shall I, we say, because we just I spent... quickly say, I have learned most at uni that I have learned my entire life, and that's I, I think that's just a great thing. Obviously, it's not for everyone, but see, before we go on, can we talk about um college quickly? That's my next point. Oh, <laughs> spot on. We're going to call it the Jack Bear podcast. Yes, let's just... Rebranding pending. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we went to college in Easter House for three years. we done three solid years together. We were in, actually... Um, we done, what, five shows over the course of the three years? And all but one, we were in the same show together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you got double cast in our first year. For... for <laughs> I did, yeah. You, you were in grandfa- Grandfather's and I wasn't. I was in grandfather's, and then I was Fuck doing um, those push-ups. No, uh, we we weren't in Shakespeare together. Oh no, no, I didn't know. We yeah, you were. I was in Taming as a Seven, and you were in Macbeth. Oh, sugar, so so it was. That's mental. I can't <laughs> that. Oh, oh, for I, all of your three lines. Yeah, oh, for all of my my. I didn't even have three lines. I think it was just two. <laughs> I can't even, can't even remember them, Christ. But um, uh, no, um, for anyone that doesn't know where Easter House is, imagine Mad Max. <laughs> we we did speak about it in the first episode with Heather that it's a bit of a rough um, area in the east end of Glasgow and we would go outside and find teeth. and <laughs> Where teeth? Wasteland. It was, there was literally wasteland. It was like, so yeah. there was a nice block of lovely houses and I'm, I'm sure whoever lives there had very lovely Where people. were the lovely houses? Because I still don't know where they are. because no, when we had to walk to the train station, there was these like, fucking beautiful houses and they were like, like, like glass paint, glass. Like, like windows and stuff like that and like, like glass pane doors and stuff. And then literally adjacent to that were bus stops and like wasteland and i mean wasteland in the actual sense where there used to be outcasts yeah they've actually just ruined the land there was like and then and you'd, you'd see like in the middle of it there'd be like just a couple of flowers just growing so it was like you know suggesting life christ there's gonna be a movie made about easter, oh. easter. <laughs> so when you auditioned for college did you come right from school yes i did so like what was like because the deciding factor for me to study acting is that i'm just a massive like egotistical person and i love all of the attention what was like the um deciding factor for you being like you know what i i want to be an actor uh that's fuck that's a good question um uh 
I wasn't necessarily because let's be real, we've all got a bit of ego in us, like actors that yeah. are like, I love the attention. Well, ah, uh, yeah, I think that's everyone fucking everyone loves a little bit of attention. You know what I mean? Especially actors, and uh, you. Oh, I fucking love it. it. But I was never necessarily grasped by anything in high school. I was sort of just like, meh. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll probably just go work at oil rigs or something like that. Like that's a good paying job, and then I'd get like. I, I could not imagine you on the oil rigs. I, I see for the longest time. I, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be like like an electrical engineer. I wanted to do something with engineering because, as I found out uh, in my third year of college, I was dyslexic. Yeah. So I'm more um practical than uh, uh something to do with my, my processing. To be fair, when I say that I can't imagine you doing it, I don't mean like the the physical aspect of it i mean i can just imagine you sort of sitting in your cabin bitching because you can't get a signal on your nintendo switch no i'd be complaining because my fucking skin would be frying <laughs> I, I, I completely forgot like i had i had these like 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 fucking ambitions to like work in like an oil rig and like like the blistering sun i completely forgot i have like the skin texture of like a moldy wall <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was right. definitely ambitious, I'll tell you that. Yeah, ambitious. So what I want to talk to you about now, and it, it sort of segues from college, is um, while we were in college, you had um, a girlfriend who wasn't mm-hmm. involved in the arts or the theatre in any way. Yes. And I, I stayed single the entire time because I... I'm just unlucky. But what I wanted to sort of like, or maybe I'm just difficult, who knows. Um, What I wanted to ask was, there were certain parts in shows as well, like you were in Stone and Mary as one of the Eagles by Debbie Tucker Green. And you were um, in, I can't remember what character you played, but you were in Taming of the Shrew, uh, Taming of the Shrew by William Shakespeare. And Lucentio. Lucentio, yeah. And sort of those two roles in particular, they they had like a lot of chemistry between other female characters and um especially yeah, I remember getting you getting really annoyed at me for recording one of your onstage kisses and putting it on my Snapchat story. That, um that is a crime <laughs> you'll be hearing from my lawyer. Excuse me, I was just trying to publicize the show. That I bet you fucking were. Um, but yeah, what I want to ask you is, um, like being in a relationship with somebody who's not involved in the arts or the theatre, was there ever any moments where you went home and spoke to your girlfriend and was like, oh, in this show next week, I've got to like kiss this girl or like be really intimate? And did that ever cause like any rifts or anything in like your relationship? Because a lot of people just don't understand that your job is to go and kiss somebody on stage. Yeah, that's that's funny that you mention it uh, no i never had like any like arguments or any riffs but i think that's because i was really upfront about it and my 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 girlfriend at the time she she had she had some experience in like uh like acting and stuff like that as she used to do when yeah. she was younger so um uh, she she kind of she kind of like knew and at the same time she wasn't like a child she she was an adult and she knew that like it was a stage kiss, and I think that's really important to differentiate from, you know, someone who's just wanting to neck it on with other birds or other guys on on a, uh, uh, like on a stage. You know what I mean? To be fair, that's the only reason I started acting was so I could actually get a kiss. <laughs> just start kissing all the boys, and you know. 
Yeah. Um, but like, uh, it's funny that you're saying like that your girlfriend was really grown up about it and could understand the difference between the stage kiss and what was real and what was not. Mm-hmm. Um, when because there were clearly other people that looked from an audience perspective of their other partners being kissed and weren't happy about it. Um, so just like going back to what like we were saying there, like you you know more about this than me because you've experienced it. Um, like, is it easy to be in a relationship when your hours in, like, especially during a show week when we're in the theatre from nine o'clock in the morning until ten o'clock at night? Like, is that easy to, like, continue on with a relationship? Is it easy to, like, uphold a relationship? It's, it's not easy, but it's the same thing with any job. You know, you, you work nine till five and you come home and you're tired and, you know, you want, you want some me time or if it's a situation where, like, you know, you want to go out, but you, you, you your partner doesn't want to. Uh, it's it's yeah. all like a matter of balance. Um, uh-huh. I really wouldn't know about it because I only ever get ghosted. I got ghosted last <laughs> week, which was fun. I mean, uh, people who ha- ghost people have issues. <laughs> you need to start going for sugar daddies. That's what you need. Mm, um, yeah, start, that would work. Start making this bread. <laughs> <laughs> so, talking about like our time at college and and like monumental things that happened to us um we in our final year our last ever short college was scenes from the big picture by owen mccafferty um i got a shit part but grew to love it um but you got a good part and always loved it did you get a shit part i I didn't like it i I didn't like it yeah i was dave i wanted to play the drug dealer yeah i fuck i wanted your part so much Oh, I wanted to play the drug dealer. Uh, yeah, so we were in the same show, Scenes from the Big Picture. Um, I wanted to play the drug dealer that our friend John played. Hi, John. Hello, John. Uh, <laughs> my lovely man. How you doing? <laughs> but I was also really annoyed. Um, it, this, again, it, it was just coming from me wanting all of the attention. In our first show... Um, I was the first person to speak in DNA by Dennis Kelly. And the way that the shows lined up, we were all double cast apart from a few people. And it turned out that I wasn't going to get the last show ever. So my show last show would be the Saturday matinee instead of the Saturday night. And my character had the last line in the play. So I wanted to be the first person that spoke ever. And the second and the last person that spoke ever in one of our productions um, and I was really salty about that for quite a long time. But then something happened that made me sort of glad that I wasn't in the last show. Um, so Jack is quite a well-known like prankster. Wait, just and... before we go on, because I'm exactly what you're going to say, a lot of things just started making sense. You, <laughs> you and your goddamn ego, I swear to God. Yeah, yeah, um, let's continue about what happened in the very last production. Yeah, so we're we we're doing a three act show, and we've just got over the first um the first interval, and I'm outside having a cigarette because I'm a dirty smoker. And were you smoking at the time? Uh, I I can't remember. I want to say you were. Uh, um, I, may have, I may have had a had a a, fag. a cheeky cigarette, cheeky cigarette, disco cigarette, no, and I, I remember talking to our lecturer and director, 
and all of a sudden Jack just fell to the floor mm-hmm. and we thought no- nothing of it because that's just something Jack would do because he's a massive idiot and like that would like make him laugh like people like thinking he fucked it um but like seriously you had a seizure and obviously the show was cancelled and things but like you you know more of what happened like do you want to explain actually what happened cuz i constantly make jokes about it and it's really not okay <laughs> i don't want to do it on the podcast uh, no nah, it's fine uh, i i got good good sense of humor um yeah, I at the moment in time I was uh, I was taking medication for um uh, something and then uh, I, it was something that you're supposed to take daily and I never did. Uh, I I would take it well I would take it daily but I would miss a day so then the next day I'd take two uh, to like you know counterbalance it and then yeah specifically in that week we were in call we were in um it was East Kilbride Arts Centre. And we yep. were doing uh, really like weird choice of theatre. Yeah, it was, but it was, it was, it was, it was a lovely space, honestly. Uh, it was. It was more just that we didn't have dressing rooms, and there was like twenty three of yeah, us. There, was, just, there was no dressing rooms in that that rehearsal it was space. A, it was a really weird um, choice of theatre for a massive ensemble show. I, I enjoyed it though. It was homey. Uh, it was a lot. It was a bit difficult to get to though. But we were doing like. What time did we come in at? We were supposed to come in at like 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 ten or something like that, or nine, and then like I want to say like it was it, after the first day. We came in at nine on the first day, and then I I want to say it was like one every other day. Yeah, but uh, like we wouldn't be leaving until like what ten or something like that. Oh, we we would get the last train back into Glasgow. It was, yeah, it was an absolute nightmare. Uh, yeah, we would. So we, it was like really, really like like long shifts basically, and this was like all week, and then. Before that, we were we were doing like even longer shifts and stuff like like in college, so with with that I was I was like really stressed. I was really, really dehydrated. Wasn't eating, uh, and the joined together with me not taking no medication the way I was supposed to. Uh, I had what was called an isolated seizure. Right, because I I just remember being freezing because I I put my jacket under your head. Still managing to make it all about me. I know. <laughs> uh, if you can hear um, uh, drawers opening, that's my dad. He's um, just floating about at the moment. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Um, so yeah, you had um, a seizure, and we're in the middle of our last ever show at college, and I remember talking to the lecturer about what was going to happen, and as much, and you know that I really love you and always have a massive respect for what you do. I I was a massive advocate for don't fucking cancel the show. No, the show must go on. I I, I wanted the show to go on, but uh, you know, uh, at, at what point does it take you out of the immersion of the show when the show's already stopped and some cunts walked in with a fucking book? You know what I mean? Yeah, because I did. I was straight up. I think I just wanted to be in the show one more time. I was straight up like, give me a script. I'll go on with his script. <laughs> Yeah, but I always think it's like just really bad luck that it happened. Obviously, but it also happened to one of the only characters who wasn't double cast. Mm -hmm. So if that would have happened to me, say, like it would have been really easy to continue on with the show because somebody else was already playing my part as well. Yeah, but it's it's you know it's just an example of 
you know, not necessarily everything's going to go right on a sh- on like the day of a show. Sometimes, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and it was it always became like a massive joke as well when we had um assessments at uni. I would always just sort of like elbow Jack in the ribs, and I'd be like, "Take a seizure." Mm, yeah, that's and fun. I'm really I I'm not. <laughs> I'm not making fun of it, and Jack and I are at a place where I can sort of make jokes like that. And I just want to let everyone know, I I'm not making fun of people who have seizures. Don't cancel me. Um, <laughs> You're gonna get cancelled on Twitter, and I'm gonna be the yeah. leader. That's, I'm gonna get cancelled before this podcast even hell. launches. I actually don't know who this guy is. He just asked me to come <laughs> on his podcast, make fun of me. He's paid me fifty pounds. Oh, I wish I had fifty pounds to pay you. I wish I was getting paid for this. God damn. <laughs> I should have right. So. <laughs> at this point we're gonna take um a little break and we'll be right back and jack's probably gonna have another seizure mate bitch <laughs> try to get out of this <laughs> right we'll be back in a minute hi there my new play this is where we get off is out now i co-wrote it with one of my good friends heather spiden it's a two male four female play that is a heart-wrenching side splitting comedy that will have you laughing from page to page beginning to end it's a story about how it is to be in a working class family in northern england there's trials and tribulations highs and lows and i can't wait to introduce you all to these characters if you're interested and want to learn more about the residents of our fictional village of bricklethwaite you can pick up the play at www.welcometobricklethwaite.bigcartel.com and i'm going to put that down in the description because who can spell Bricklethwaite? And as a special offer for all of the listeners of a theatre podcast from a drama school dropout, you can use the code drama school dropout, all one word, no caps, for 10% off. So use the code drama school dropout for 10% off. So welcome back. We've we've had a little break. Are, are you still there, Jack, or have we seizured? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I had a cheeky little seizure, but I'm good now. <laughs> just, just checking in. For me as well. Fuck it. <laughs> so the next thing I want to talk about is um, there was a time in college that heavily involves you, but you weren't actually that involved. Um, we were doing playback theatre, and for anybody who doesn't know what playback theatre is, it is when uh, the audience tell a story and the actors of the company recreate that story on stage. Okay. So... Jack was giving his story one day for a group of us to recreate in college. And his story was about a time that a fight broke out over Monopoly at Christmas. So we were all... Um, do you know what I'm about to talk about? <laughs> I, know, I know about the story, but I don't know how you know about it because I cannot remember this for the life of me. Right, so there was... So, like People were cast in different parts and just to let you know, Jack has dogs. How many dogs do you have, Jack? Uh, at the time, I had four. Three now, sadly. Aww. Right, so four of us were cast as dogs. <laughs> um, I was a dog. Was that um, in queue? No, this was in like... It was in third year because the person who <laughs> this story actually happened to only joined in our last year. Right, okay. Um, so me, uh, then we're going to call him uh, Maxwell. Um, and then we're going to call the other girl who was another dog. Let's call her, I, I don't know, Jacqueline. Okay. 
Maxwell so and me, Maxwell and Jacqueline um, are all playing dogs and we're all sort of knowing that we're just going to sit here and do fuck all. We're literally just going to watch as if we're like an audience member. Um, but Maxwell um, decided to fully inv- like involve himself in the role and he started sniffing and what did we call her? Jacqueline's ass. Can you remember this? <laughs> yeah, it's coming back to me now. <laughs> because I, I clocked it. She didn't even clock it. And I was like, I stopped everything. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, you know what they say, you got to play the character. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? yeah, but you don't start sniffing somebody's ass. He didn't start humping anyone, did he? I can't remember I, that. No, he didn't, he didn't hump anyone. But like fully, his nose was pushed up against her ass. I'm... I'm trying to remember who it was exactly, and I know we're doing some fake names. Text me. I'll text. I'm going to text you right now and tell you who it was, because I'm okay. not trying to get in trouble. Um, yeah, but yeah, it trouble. is the weirdest shit. It was the hey. weirdest shit I've ever. Um, Fuck, I've ever witnessed. In, weird shit happened in college on a daily basis. Honestly, we we had, we had oh, to, on a daily we basis. Had some, we had some characters as well. Uh, and you know, it, it, to go back to what you said, everyone loves a wee bit of the attention, especially actors. You know what I mean? So we were all like, yeah. we were all striving to be like the funniest guy of the day. You know what I mean? But the oh, my obsession was... with Little Britain at the beginning. Oh yeah, your obsession with Little Britain in the, <laughs> in the, in the beginning, and your uh, obsession with chewing the fat as you you left. You you, you all the banter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh the baddest. <laughs> Another one of the weirdest things, by the way, I texted you that was that was sniffing okay. somebody's ass. Just telling these stories in case that you are like wanting to get an insight into what it's like being in acting school. Can you remember that now that you know who it was? Yeah, I do, and I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, Fucking me neither. <laughs> to one of the weirdest things, and I don't know if you were there for it, actually, was my movement piece in our final year. Oh, movement piece. I fucking love movement piece. What, did you see mine? Uh, remind me. I've I seen about uh, half of them, I'm sure. Well, I knew that my movement piece was going to be shit because I, I, another thing that I sort of struggled with sometimes was the fear of looking like an idiot held me back. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's another thing we can talk about, honestly. Um. So I, I sort of just had it in my head from the moment that I knew we were doing this to not to try and do something that looked obviously shit. Obviously so, shit. That's an interesting yeah. tactic. <laughs> like I was like, let's let's make everybody think that I'm mean for this kind of shit. Start shit, finish shit, profit. Yeah. Yeah. So I am... Um, if for anybody who knows, uh, one of my favorite actors out there is Chris Lilly, who's behind like Summer Heights High and Jamaica Private School. Oh, Girl. he's the and, angry boys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's there's this you. one scene in Jamaica Private School Girl where Jamaica's doing um a dance to a song. I'm gonna pull the song up now and hopefully might refresh is it your. Is it, is it the drama teacher? No, it's Jamee. I didn't do the Mr. G one. Mr. G. <laughs> um, but I was doing... So I was doing... Is it this one? Let me see. A movement piece to yeah, to this song. It's going to translate really well. 
um and basically i just copied the scene and movement piece movement for movement from the tv show um, and it was like the one where i'm like jumping about like on my toes and shit i, I, I don't I know if you've seen it but i can't remember did she love it uh, she, I think she... everyone was sort of like, what the fuck's happening? Well, wait, wait, okay, there's a lot to unpack here, but we should just fucking throw away the entire suitcase. <laughs> but <laughs> she, our um, movement uh, instructor, and uh, we only had her for third year, didn't we? Yeah. It, just before we go any further, if you're thinking about going to college, do it. Every year that you have wasted by saying, oh, I, I don't go to college. I, I don't want to go to college. I'm going to just be there for three years. And you wait till next year. That's just four years you're going to have to wait. You know what I mean? Like, So if you're yeah. thinking about doing it, do it. It's great. And it's the best, it's the best also, thing you ever do in your life. Just also, I'm just going to totally shit. plug it. If you're in the Glasgow area or can travel to Glasgow on the daily, the lecturers at Glasgow, Glasgow Kelvin College for acting are the, one, some of the best lecturers that I've ever Oh, yeah, had some the pleasure of, some of the best mentors you'll ever have in your entire life. Like, yeah, so if you can, if you can get, we had Leah on the podcast last week, and I think about a lesson. I'm not listening. To um, you. you fucking better listen to all of them. Um, I will indeed, of course. <laughs> they're not out at the moment. Um, but yeah, we had Leah, and honestly, like, pl- I'm going to plug them straight up. The the acting department at Glasgow Kelvin College. I genuinely had the best time, the best three years of my life, and I'd recommend them to anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. moving on from really weird shit we, to we something about, else. That... Should we talk about movement? Uh, we want to talk about movement. Oh, right, carry on. Okay. Carry on. So we <laughs> we had uh, uh, this movement lecturer who was absolutely lovely. <laughs> Is this the lecturer who was actually a dance lecturer? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, she, and she got she get married, didn't she? Are we talking about the blonde one? I think so. I think right. She was our lecturer. She was lovely, Amanda. I'll just Amanda. say her name. I don't give a fuck. She was our lecturer in second year for movement, and we oh. then we had Marion, and then we had uh, yeah. Because I tried, I tried, I tried to get married yeah. at one of them. I can't remember which one it was. I think, I think it was Amanda. I remember the first day we had Amanda and we're sitting around in a circle as acting students do and we're all saying our name and we get to Jack and she's like, what's your name? And Jack just turns around and he's like, Big Daddy. <laughs> I was like, my name is Jack, man. You can call me Big Daddy. <laughs> and then like that was just a random cover lesson. It was just a random cover lesson. And then like three weeks later, they're like, oh, you've got a new lecturer for um, movement. And this woman walks in. Oh, You've got to take your shot. Thank, thank God I had, I thank God I basically never saw her again because that was uh, one of the most um, embarrassing moments of my life. <laughs> I genuinely don't know what possessed you to hit out with. My name's Jack Mayer, but you can call me Big Daddy. I don't know. You've got to just take your shot, haven't you? But uh, fuck it, we, we live and we learn. Right, yeah. uh, <laughs> but no, you're, 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 like, I can't, I can't remember. Did Marion say she, she enjoyed, not Marion. Um, who was our movement? Let's I think everyone. It was Marion. It was Marion. But I just sort of think everyone, especially about mine, because I'd sort of openly told everyone this is meant to be shit because I didn't want to be laughed at. I think everyone was just sort of like, "What the fuck's going on here?" I did my movement piece on Lord of the Rings. 
<laughs> she, I didn't see her. She absolutely loved it. She ate it up. And then fucking I stepped someone who will be in the podcast later that there's on Footloose and she she, <laughs> she, she told she told them to do it again. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, another weird one. Um one of the girls in our class, she brought a projector in and like projected childhood pictures on the wall and like done this like massive like uh interpretive dance in front of it all. Yeah, weird as fuck. It was weird as fuck. It was. It's, some of it, some of it was really strange, but you know, it's it's your one chance to be really really creative. In college, we did uh, we did like a handful of shows, and we were so lucky because we had a, a performance stage next next days. We actually had yeah. a stage that was independent from our college. They well, just let us use the it. stage. It was a full on theater that the college paid to use. Yeah, and uh, so we were really lucky. So again, if you're doing uh, acting and performance, you know, Glasgow Covent College, put them on blast, absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah. Not only that, you'll get a chance to, as we said, meet your own devised movement piece, meet your own devised pieces. Like Mine was award-winning. Uh, some of us have award-winning ones. Some of us don't. Uh, we shouldn't mm. dwell on that. Um, uh, I will be dwelling on that for the rest of my life. No, no, yours, yours was really good. It was... I mean, I enjoyed everyone's apart was, from the last it, one. It was quite absurd, honestly, now that I think about it, which I love. Uh, when, what, our? What, mine? Yeah, like absurd as in, like, absurdist theatre. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree with that. And uh, I, I, I loved it. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed all of them. Uh, we... Ours... Uh, and just to you know, show an example of some, how sometimes the rehearsal process doesn't work, we did our uh, movement pieces first. So we did like two songs and the 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 piece and then it turned out the story was gaff, didn't work. So we just had to do it again. And then like, but we made a, like, a Somebody in your group also like break their back. <sighs> they did, yeah. Can I let the team that down? That was now? fun. Uh, but <laughs> we had someone in the year above us come in and help us, and it was uh, they were yes, really yes. It's, it's right, I'm gonna have to move us on from movement because okay. right. I'm gonna have to move us on though because we're time's really running away from us. And um, recently, um, we got to see each other in a socially distant manner after what nine months. Yes, was that are you talking about the photo shoot? Yes, Jack. Um, so Heather, who was on the very first episode, and I wrote a play together, which we spoke about. If you haven't listened to that, go back and catch up. Um, and Jack is on the, the, the new front cover of our play. Yeah, if you want to see what oh, I look like, you... if one of my voice matches, then go nuts. <laughs> Don't worry, he is a massive gimp. It will yeah, match. Taught me. Um, so, but now you can add model to your CV. That's true. Model, oh. actor... Uh, playboy philanthropist. <laughs> Please put that on your Insta bio. <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm so yeah, bio. you um you you were part of the development of the play, and you came and you done a reading, um, and you didn't turn up to one, and then came to another. Um, Listen. So yeah, what do you actually think of the play? Because by the time this podcast is out, so will the play. So plug it for me. Uh, this is where we go off. Uh, yeah. uh, I thought, honestly, I thought it was great. Um, I have, I have, I'm going to be honest here, right? I have read some of your stuff, and then I, I, I didn't necessarily click with it. I did with your monologue. Rude. You're really no, but you're really, really good at like, like, 
like creating like a believable monologue and that's something that I've always struggled with myself so I've uh, you know it's nice to like like to see that and be able to like compare and contrast it to like different forms of media and different forms of work but um eh, that the this is where we get off I was like, completely engaged from the beginning to the end there's a there's something about the uh the language that just makes it all believable and uh all very self-contained and homey if you get what i mean like yeah. we for instance it's it's what what's the accent again uh it's very northern england northern england well it's like you we we necessarily like we have accents as well and we will associate like our different accents to different parts and it will remain yeah. out of home uh that that very much did a lot for me in that piece because it was um it it just it it felt like a family but a dysfunctional family but a family that you know loved each other nonetheless you know a hundred percent so talking about things that i've done let's move on to things that you're gonna be doing so when you go to uni and one of the main pulls to uni for me was that we were going to get to do a show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm. But obviously now, because of all of this global pandemic shite that has ruined everything, the, the Fringe isn't going to be on for the foreseeable. So you're now doing a short film instead. Yes, um, indeed. Um, so we we spoke very quickly because our schedules and sort of stuff on the day that we were together for the photo shoot were quite hectic. You had work and I had other things that I needed to do. Um, but you were telling me like sort of the rough idea of what the short film's gonna gonna be, and it sounds really interesting. Can you tell us a bit more about that, or is that sort of like coursework that you can't talk about? No, no, I can talk about it. I, I don't know if there's much point talking about it because the idea that I told you I had to scrap. Uh, oh, love that, because so, that was actually... So I can now yeah. steal that? Hey, bitch, you can fucking try. <laughs> um, that's, that stayed in the bad back burners. But uh, no, I... I really two seconds, I'm just going to start writing the play now <laughs> about what that was. You could probably fucking do it in two minutes flat. It takes me so long to write stuff, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but no, um, at, at the mo- this moment in time, I'm working on a script that is uh, it's called Home. And it's about... Uh, 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 a man who's uh, coming back home after his uh, little sister's committed suicide, and it's uh, uh, about how you know you have to deal with unresolved issues in the family, yeah, <clears throat> without without you know trying confrontation about it, but confrontation you know follows you wherever you go, especially if uh, when it's been left so unresolved. It's like genuinely that's such a good idea like from the moment that you've just been saying that and now my next question is when are the auditions when are the auditions well uh, i hate to 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 be that guy but i think i'm going to play the main character but we we need okay well that's all we have time for this week on the podcast (laughs) well we we need a dad and we need a mum. we need a wee dog well i don't really think i'm old enough to play your dad jack so i mean we've got some great hairs coming in Wow, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm kidding on. Uh, but uh, I've, I've, we need two script ideas. So um, that's my first one. And I'm at the, the, the moment in time I'm thinking about a second idea. I'm, uh, so when it's like all finished, where will it like be and where can people see it? Obviously, it won't be finished for a while and things, but what are the plans for it? The plans are... 
we had uh, I won't bother talking about the coursework because that's just boring. Basically, we want to film it for the beginning of the new the beginning of the new year, so late January, yeah. um, February. Uh, get it finished for maybe March, April, and then what we're planning to do is just to submit ready it ready for an maybe. IMAX release. <laughs> maybe not IMAX, maybe um, uh, just some film festivals, as many film festivals as we can, uh, and then to just to get our na- names out there. For for me, that's one of the one of my goals is just to make a film and then put it towards a film festival and just finally get my name out there. Yeah, no, and you've always been sort of interested in that side of creating, and so, so I, I genuinely like. I have no qualms in sitting here and knowing that regardless of what happens, it's gonna be good. Thanks. Yeah, uh, we need, we need no, you're shy. Oh. And I mean, we should probably recast the main part as with me, um, and yeah. it'll be much more successful. Consider that you uh, you make a valid argument. <laughs> When you're not um, in front of me for having a seizure. I'm so getting cancelled. Good day was getting cancelled. End of my career. I may as well have done Big Brother. Uh, it's we'll probably we've got about 10 minutes left. Is there anything that you want to talk about that we've not talked about? Well, I've still got some shit here to go. Oh, perfect. Go nuts. Um, so we're both working at the moment and I'm working in Amazon and I have worked in co-op and you work in Tesco and can we just talk for a moment about how shit it is to have spent so much money in student loans and so much time in acting school so then just have to go and get a retail job yeah it's gone but uh, you know at the same time it's it's, it's life isn't it? it's the, fucking horrible the good the good thing is with uh you know the degrees that we've got to now we can get better jobs like for instance yeah. if you've uh I'm pretty sure it's the one that you left with. I can't be you know, I can't be sure. And all I know is that when I finish my BA with honors, I can get like a store manager job, which doesn't yeah. sound it doesn't fucking sound too exciting. But it's, you know, I mean, it's the only the only way I've made peace with it this year is knowing that the fact that there's no theaters open anyway. So mm-hmm. I sort of I had to get this job to pay the bills. So. I've made peace that there's there's not other people out there living my dream at the moment. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. I've I'm I've I'm coming to terms with the fact that I might want to be able to uh, to do teaching, and I, I'm pretty sure I told you about this very briefly. But uh, it's you know to do teaching, it's something that you have to be like passionate from the get go, and it's only recently where I've I've started to think about it as an option. So it might not be the best option for me because you know you kind of really need that drive behind you. I couldn't do it. I th- I I think I could definitely do um on like a like a college or like um a university scale, but like I'd I'd have to that would be like a a good couple of years more training. I'd feel until I was able to like actually teach it, you know. I couldn't teach drama because I would actually be Mr. G. I would be like, it'd be me that'd be like once a week. I like to just put on a show for the kids so they can see how professionals actually do it. Like I would just be far too like egotistical and shit to put like my own sort of dreams and that aside. Like I couldn't train people to become and do what my dreams are, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, but no, it's 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 it is this. It's disheartening at the same time think, thinking that oh I'll need to go into like do a retail job but you know we we all need to make make ends meet somewhere or another and you're not gonna 
So what Jack is trying to say is if there are any sugar daddies out there <laughs> that want to sponsor the both of us, or sugar mamas, I don't discriminate, uh, um, please DM one of us on Instagram and we can come up with a deal. I'd, listen, I'm not doing anything. I, I may be convinced to sell pictures on my feet, but... I will sell feet pics for £1,200 a month. <laughs> uh, no, but, yeah, what I'm trying to say is give up on your dreams. Uh, <laughs> you know, just don't don't think anything's going to go away. Nah, I'm kind of on. Uh, but, you know, follow your dreams. Live with a little bit of realism. Uh, follow your dreams to the best you can, but, you know, at the same time, go... I, 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 need, I need to put food in my belly, you know what I mean? Don't do what he said. Don't get a sugar daddy, a sugar mommy. If you're not that kind of thing, fucking do what you want. But <laughs> it's that or getting like like a Tesco. My job, DMs are always open. Tesco's great. That's all I'm trying to say. And uh, they'll treat you fine. The retail jobs. Amazon is also great. At the moment. I, 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 you, do you have to say that because you're like... Amazon is the best job that I have. It's just the only job you have. <laughs> to be fair, excuse me, I'm a podcaster and a playwright now. Oh, I forgot. Mr. Um, Big this is a job. This is a job. I'm taking over. <laughs> no, genuinely, Amazon is actually a, a pretty decent place to work. And there's, I, I, I've had like horror stories about not being allowed to break. And we all know that I need to smoke 12 cigarettes an hour, but we get decent breaks and things You're like that. So. Leg, man. Um, sorry, I'm not Winston. No, you will. The death was going to lose your leg. By I mean, but if I lose my leg, that puts me into a really niche casting that I won't oh, have yeah. very much competition for. No, but you could be like, you could be known as that the, the pirate playwright, and then you can start making like, plays about pirates, and you can cast yourself as like, the main character and everyone. That's <laughs> such a fucking good let's idea. Be, let's be honest. Every play that I've ever written, the main character I could play. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's yeah, I'm, be probably, I'm probably too old to be in Let's Get the Story Straight now. Probably too old for that now. You, it's the thing is though, you need to, you need like everyone like uh, harks on that. Um, what's her name? Fleabag. Oh, I fucking love Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah, because like, did she not like make her own like? Uh, well, she wrote Fleabag and then starred in it. Yeah, but like everyone like harks on her for that. But it's not the fucking dream, isn't that not what you want to do? Why the fuck, as a professor, like as a trained actor, am I gonna write a part and then be like, I could play this, but you know what? Let's get somebody else to do it. Yeah, that's that's fuck true. That. If uh, yeah, that's good, good word stuff. But I don't ever um listen to other people when it comes to your dreams. Yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. Um, give advice here. <laughs> so don't ask <laughs> <to> us. <laughs> <laughs> Two people that are currently working in retail and have four years of like acting training, and we're not actors. Um, but this is the point in the podcast where i would normally have a celebrity question but nobody answered my dms this week um a few people left me unread one of them is my favorite actor so i'm not going to put them on blast um but yeah the, we've come to the end of it and jack what i really kind of want to say to you and I, I i don't think i've ever actually said it is that you were like a massive a rock for me last year and like i genuinely don't know what i would have done Aww, had we okay. went you so I, I really just want to say thank you even though that you're unreliable as fuck and this is the third time we've tried to record this podcast what can i say um, but you really were like a massive rock and like i genuinely all i can do is thank you no uh of course anytime uh the, I, it, it took it, it i we definitely did become really close because it well, we're spending like four hours a day with each other on the fucking train 
Yeah, I know. Um, but no, sometimes you just need a, a like a you know a, a little boost and a little bit of support, and eh, I'd yeah. always be there for you. And I think everyone should do the same. You know, reach out to your fellow man. Yeah, Check but um, I just want to. I just want to say as well. Um, I'm going to start introducing a new little segment into the podcast as of next week. If anybody feels inclined to tell their stories, um, as we spoke about, like the boy sniffing a girl's ass and uh, my movement piece. If anybody's got um any funny theater stories that they want me and my guests to react to. Um, send them to me on Instagram or Twitter and I'm going to set up an Instagram page for the for the podcast and shit like that and probably an email address that you can email them to but at the moment just DM them me on Instagram uh, at Ingram Noble and where can they find you on like all your social medias Jack? Uh, uh, you can just find me on uh, Instagram your Instagram uh, username up because you don't know what it is clearly yeah, you, you can just put my Instagram up. Just follow me on that if you want. Uh, I'm pretty sure in the upcoming uh, months we will be creating social media for like a production team, but I'm sure yeah. I'll be back in the podcast for them. Uh, Jack's and... Instagram is Jack Mare, all one word, but the A in Mare, he had to be edgy. It's an X. So it's J A C K M X I R. That's where you can find him on Instagram. You, go. you got me now. And it's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Yes, but thank you very, very much for coming on the podcast, and um, hopefully next time you'll turn up on time. <laughs> well, I wouldn't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> I just get boxed after this. <laughs> no, thank you very but much yeah, for having me. Thank you so much for coming, and to you all at home, thank you so much to lis- for listening to a theatre podcast with me, Ingram Noble, who is also a drama school dropout, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.